welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2024. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast, Manly Seagulls, preseason preview for 2024. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and joined by Nick Lord, Stats Guru, Fantasy Nugget, person who's probably going to open a can of beer right now. How are you going? What it do, baby? Mate, you nailed it. I did, but you know, I reckon that uh, bloke with the bar will probably come after you for that thing on the soundboard, mate. Oh, is it patented, is it? I don't know, mate, but you know, it could, could be one of those ones where at some point they come after us. Dan and Kent come after us, mate. That's true. Well, I'll open seven then. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I've got a real one in front of me. Let's see whether it sounds different. There you go. Yeah, okay. I've got one. Give me a sec. I've got an actual one. Yep. That's a I pretty- feel like a, like a bit of a traitor. It's great northern, so anyway. That's it. Um. Well, look, let's get started with the Manly Seagulls. So uh, starting at the back, we finally get to see Tommy Turbo again, Nick. Um, yep. On the wings, I had Christian Turbolotto, but he is gone. So it's likely to be Jason Saab, and I'm not sure who they've got on the other wing there. So probably Jackson Paulo at this point, and then it'd be... Yeah, I think so. Yep. Tolo Kula and Ruben Garrick at centres. So mm-hmm. we got Luke Brooks, Daly Cherry Evans in the halves. Uh, Toff mm-hmm. Sipley and uh, Taniela Paseka at prop. Lachlan Croker at the nine. And then we've got Hamoli Olukuatu and at this stage, Josh Schuster on the edges, assuming that Josh Schuster recovers from those multiple injuries he's carrying. We got Jakey Travojevic at 13. On the bench at this stage, it looks like we've got, probably got some combination of Josh Aloye, Ethan Bullimore, Ben Travojevic, and Gordon Chang Kum Tong in there at some point. So looking here, uh, 2024 gains and losses, Nick. There's been quite a few changes over there. It looks like uh, Coach has been doing a bit of work. Yeah, mate. Uh, they got Luke Brooks in from the Tigers, Tommy Talao as well from the Tigers, Jackson Paulo from the Roosters, Atasi James from the West Tigers as well. Geez, they raided them, didn't they? And Corey Waddell from the Bulldogs. In terms of losses, some big losses here, mate. Uh, Samuel Lefanu is off to the Tigers up and coming Edge, uh, Kamata Walangi, uh, he was just a bit disappointing for them. He's gone to the Eels. Morgan Harper, a hero, um, famously known for the Talakai um, burial he received. He's off to the Eels. Kara Weeks, off to the Raiders. Sean Kepi, off to the Bunnies. Morgan Boyle is unsigned. And Tupolotu is off to the Dragons from memory, Stu. He is. So I think that's just gone through in the last couple of days. That's why we try not to record until later in the season, right? That's it. It's, otherwise, things just become irrelevant over time, right? That's it. So look, they've got a few injuries as well. So they've got Matt Lodge, who's done his ACL and probably won't be back for about at least half a season. He was on a train and trial as well. We need that. So good luck, Matt. Uh, Josh Alloway is returning from a shoulder injury, shoulder reconstruction round one. Carl Lawton, exact same type of shoulder reconstruction back in round one. Though I'm not sure Carl Lawton makes this squad as it stands. Nick, talk us through the strength of schedule. Mate, they are the middle. They are ninth overall schedule. So rounds one to 12, they have the fifth hardest. The origin period, they have the eighth easiest, so pretty much middling. And then the run home, they have the fifth easiest. So uh, progressively easier over the season, mate, I'd say, in terms of teams they have twice, the Dragons, Eels, Panthers, Rabbitohs, Raiders, Roosters, Titans, and Warriors. And the buyers, rounds 13, round 17, and rounds 22. So the first major, the second minor, and then the final one's round 20, uh, round 22. Yeah, so looking pretty good, mate. Uh, the first six rounds with uh, the Rabbitohs away round one in Vegas. They got the Roosters round two, the Eels round three, the Dragons round four, the Panthers, and then the Warriors for round six. 
So pretty challenging with the exception of the Dragons prior to getting somewhat easier around 7 to 10 with the Titans, Eels, Raiders and Dolphins. So pretty nasty first six rounds. Uh, origin period is fairly middling uh, with the Rabbitohs round 16 who should be somewhat origin affected uh, without their stars. So a fair matchup there because obviously the Seagulls will be missing two or three of their main guns. Um, they also run into the Knights round 19 who may be close to full strength as depending on how uh, Origin teams injury shake out. So the Knights are one of those teams where they could have sort of four guys in there or they could have none, uh, mm. depending on form and injury. So um, wait to see for that one, particularly because it's Origin 3. So home run pretty good, especially the last five after the round 22 bye. So the Raiders, they host the Warriors, which is important. They're away to the Tigers, they're away to the Bulldogs, and they're home to the Sharks, which suggests that both Turbo and DC could put up some Big scores and then run to the finals. I'm assuming there'll be a top eight side there. Pretty solid buy schedule overall if you can hold for that first Origin round 13. Um, not sure if Turbo is a shoe in for Origin, mate. If he's fit, um, he's fit, he's a shoe in. Yeah, it's hard to say because really. If he's fit, you'd have him at fullback. Yeah, okay. I'm not against that. Um, but, you know, with his injury luck, uh, which we'll go through, we can go, even go through straight after this, he may, like, do a pong and just exclude himself the year, just try and get his body right. Um, you know, I, I wish Mitch was here to sort of go through whether these are unlucky injuries or not. But um, anyway, so do you want to crack into Turbo first thing, mate? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do anyway, it. 653K, 47 break even, and he averaged 47.5 last year. So um, as sort of, I sort of alluded to, I think it'd be crazy to sort of analyze his numbers without going through his injury history. So I'll just sort of go 2019 onwards when um, the hamstring uh, sort of started. So round four, he copped an eight weeks absence due to that hammy. And then round 20, yep. And then round 24, he copped that left pec injury. So he missed the final series. And then 2020, in round six, he lost 13 weeks due to a hamstring injury. And then he got a shoulder uh, rotator cuff. So he missed the Origin series because the Origin was after the 2020 season, which was weird for COVID. Um, in 2021, uh, he got that hamstring injury in the preseason. We missed down to five weeks. And then uh, he got a head knock in round 22 and missed one week. Um, and then in 22, he got that shoulder dislocation round 11, which was the end of his season, which was a really unfortunate. And then, so he had a season ended in 2022 prematurely. And then in 2023, he got another hamstring preseason injury. So he went to the US and did that whole schmozzle. And it wasn't his hammy that let him down. It was that pec injury where he stuck the arm out. No, no, the other side, his right pec. Yeah, the, yeah, the right pec. So he's done his left in 2019. He's now done his right in 2023. So, um, yeah, it's just really hard to sort of understand. And uh, we'll need to get Mitch on uh, closer to the to the season, t- kicking off to see whether you put much stock into those other season-ending injuries being um, a real problem to look forward to. Anyway, uh, from a numbers point of view, mate, if you exclude 21, his career average of fullback is 44.4. So this is in games minimum 65 minutes. So if you just look at 2020, 2022, and 2023, his average is 43.9 in 22 games. Yes, he did average 78.5 in 15 games. That was the greatest season ever winning the Dallium medal in only 15 games. And the general pace of the season was ridiculous. So in terms of how ridiculous his 2021 campaign was, it was about 40% statistically greater than the second best season since 2014. So it was 40% better than 2021 Cleary. And just to give you some context, so Cleary 2021 was number two, Cleary 22 was number three, and then Paps 2022 was number four. So where Paps in 22 averaged 70-odd. 
in that season. Yeah, so look, on price alone, he looks a bargain. But really, I think you're going to be disappointed. The variance is wild, for example, Stu. So you just look at 23. He scored a 16, 34, 29, 33, and 25 over a five-week period before putting up 105 and 79. So, you know, look, thankfully, at least, this is per Seabold. He said, Tommy has trained for the full 12 weeks and participated in the scrimmage against the Dragons last week. So he won't play any trials, but that's not because he's not ready to play. So you're really buying and blind and full of hope. If you're thinking of getting him, definitely get him round one and hold him until round 13 as you can move him on with only one trade if he gets injured. So I think very interesting to pick up based on that pricing. But yeah, what are your thoughts? Look, he's he's been in and out of my sides. He's certainly got... He's one of those guys where you know that he's a risk to start the season. So you need to assess the rest of your squad and go, how many risks am I carrying? So if you're carrying like a whole bunch of really safe guys and guys without a lot of major upside, like a Totola, he's pretty safe, like excluding like an injury, but he's not got a huge amount of upside. Like he's not going to score a triple or anything, right, Nick? So you just got to have a look and go, how many guys have I got who've got great upside, but that risk attached to them? And if it's a lot, then Turbo might not be the right guy for you, or you've got to cut some of those other guys to put him in. But if you've got, like, Paps in your team, you've got Cleary, maybe you've got Hines as well, that's plenty of upside to put up stupid scores, right? Oh, it certainly is, but it's one of those ones where if you're if you're playing uh, Campbell and Campbell gets a 50 and Turbo gets a 100, that hurts, right? But there's a price differential in there. If you are holding a guy who's just a really solid player for a similar-ish price, and then he pulls off a big week, it just, you can get hurt. But you're right, Turbo can put in a 30 if the week is wrong. Like, I'm just looking here, tough games last year, 34 against the Storm, 29 against the Tigers, um, and he didn't play the full minutes in that game. I think they were just winning by a lot, and he went off. Mm. Uh, 33 against the Broncos the following week, 25 against the Sharks, and then against the Sweeker team, so against the Raiders, he tuned them up for 105, and against the Dolphins, he tuned them up for 79. So against some weaker teams, he will absolutely tune them up. Wheels, Eels week three, he um got a 70, right? Slapped them, scored yep. a double. So look, he's- And, look, and this he is what he can do though. That's the thing. Yep. He will, some weeks he will come through, score a try and absolutely slap the bejesus out of people. And he's got a fast back one to work with, like Tolo Kula and Jason Saba, no joke, right? You have to respect them, which means that yep. Tommy Turbo does get a bit of space. Yep. So look, and Josh Schuster, if you remember that 2021 squad, was that when Josh Schuster was playing on an edge? I think so. Yes, yes, yes. Yep, yep, yep. And Josh Schuster was a great for Turbo because he could really just throw that good ball out the edge as well. That's a really good point. So look, he's someone who's been in and out of my squad. Currently he's out, but I wouldn't blame you if he's in your squad to start the season. The only thing I'll say is that their first five games are absolutely abysmal. So if I'm pulling up the first five games here, Rabbitohs, Roosters, Eels, and then you got St. George, but then you got Panthers, and then you got the Warriors. So uh, away in New Zealand. So that's just yep. a really tough run. So that's where I'm like, you know what? If you hold him, make sure you hold him for that St. George game and then that Gold Coast Eels Raiders Dolphins run, which they got yep. before Origin one. Yep. And then, you know, he might not do as well against the Broncos and Melbourne, though they are at home just before Origin. So you might need to sell him before then. Mm. But yeah, you could certainly start with him and then sell him off to someone. I know, it's up to you. 
Mate, he averaged in 2021, he averaged 88 with Schuster and 64, 65 without Schuster, which is Sh- interesting. Sh- Schuster was, is very good at drawing in a man and putting in a good short ball to a guy like Turbo, who can basically, he doesn't need the ball perfectly on his chest to make something, mm. you know, nothing into something. Mm. So, yeah, look, I'd, I'd be very interested if, um, if Schuster's playing. Mm, okay, okay. Uh, do you want to crack on a Schuster then? Well, look, let's talk Josh Schuster. So it's one of those ones, dual half-edge player, starting on an edge is good. 408k, 30 break-even is better with, you know, half-edge. So with an average of 47 in an edge roll is amazing. So why do we feel a bit iffy on Schuster? That's mainly due to his lingering injury history. So in this off-season, he's been ill. He's had a spiral of finger fracture, which means that he can't pass the ball, and a calf injury impacting his ability to run. So if he starts round one, you're likely to buy him, but I'd expect a few slower weeks to begin the season while he regains that fitness because he's not running, at least not at 100%, and he's not passing because he can't catch the ball with that spiral fracture. Mm. So if he doesn't start round one, avoid and use him as a cash down option when he does join. So, you know, just say he starts round four or five or something like that, you cash down from one of your starting um, edges who's been doing well, gain some cash, cash down to Josh Schuster, I reckon. Yep, yep, great play. Excellent. Uh, look, I might, I've might. i only got a couple of guys in here, so I might crack through those real quick. So Luke Brooks. So we really don't have a read on Luke Brooks at 576K. This is his first season not being the starting playmaker in a long time. But he's going to club with a dominant playmaker and a star fullback, which means we should get some sort of regression in his points, even if he does up his attacking stats to compensate. So if we see him in some sort of Luai role, the DC is clearly Cleary. He's most of the way to value, so he's actually priced about 50 grand above where Luai currently is. So I'd avoid him to start the season. Look, the way that I see Luke Brooks is that if Cherry Evans goes down at some point, then Brooks will be a buyer at that point. Yep, yep, great points. So that's that's where I'm up with there. Plus, Luke Brooks, he's, he's lost the goal kicking. So in the games for us, so he's definitely a little bit overvalued there. Mm-hmm. Mm. So DC, Cherry Evans is currently 877k, 64 break even. So things you need to know about DC matters the most. He averages 58 with Turbo and 68 without him. Jesus. So essentially when he does more when Turbo isn't there, which makes sense. He's also got the first genuine half playing with him since Warren left. So I'm trying to think over the last few years, if you think about the harvest partners that Cherry Evans has had, they've really been second raiders. Like yeah, Dylan Walker, Kane LG. Like who are we talking about here? Like in the long term at the at Manly, right? Um Yeah, I'm just going back into some older games. Uh um it was a five eight. Oh, Fozza. No, okay, yep. You got to go really, okay, yep. That's right, because Fozza went back to the Seagulls for a couple of seasons, didn't he? Yep. That's it. Yep. So it's been a long time. So basically, combine this with Turbo being fit for the prison, and I'm not saying don't get DCE, but with the Origin buy schedule, he'll miss 13, 16, 17, 19, and 21. So I'd target him slightly later than where he's linked in at draft, probably behind Mitchell Moses at this stage. So... Obviously, if you think Moses is getting origin, you swap him around again. But that's where I'd have DCE. Um, that's pretty much the end of my players. So, Nick, how about you talk us through Cooler? But Oh, yeah, Cooler. 490k, 36 break even. So he's through 33 games in the center for a career average of 30. So there's no benefit in Turbo being there or not being there, uh, as he averages 32 with Turbo and 29.5 without. So in 2023, he missed 3.2 tackles per game and committed 1.2 errors errors which he could clean up for an easy you know three to five points in value uh just watch out for for fullback if turbo goes as he averages 73 in four career games so that's obviously absolute 
interest is, right? So he's more of a he's probably like a fifties kind of guy if he plays fullback, but that's the time to pick him up uh, if he moves there. So cool. Um, Tommy Talau, two sixty five k, nineteen break even. So we're too plotty gone to Dragons. Talau could make that center spot with Garrick to the wing, or they'll leave Garrick in the centers and put uh, who did we mention before taking that spot? Uh, Paulo uh, Jackson Paulo. That's it. So Paulo's more of a winger than a center. He just looked lost. He looked um, lost in the center. But, so, so it's probably be if Tommy Talau's playing, he's on the wing, right? Um. Who, who's on the wing? Garrick? No, no. Tommy Talau would be in the wing. They leave Garrick at center, I think. Oh, you reckon? Okay. Yeah, they, 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 uh, when they said that Brad Parker's not playing, they let Morgan Pup are uh, like not playing at center anymore. He's transitioned to a second row. They're moving. Yeah, yeah. They're moving. Um, like they've let Morgan Harper go, so they're real short on center. So it's Garrick. Okay. So if Talau's on the wing, um, he's still a fantasy dud. Twenty-five and fourteen games on the wing. So pretty much Talau's just a fantasy dud. So don't bother with him. Um, Chan Kam Tong, who's the bench hooker, 325k, 24 break even. Um, so he averages 28 and a half in two games, averaging 31 minutes. Uh, it's pretty weird, Stu. So he's averaged 29 in 56 minutes in reserve grade, which is starting hooker. So, um, I don't know why his production in the NRL is so high in 31 minutes. It's pretty much the same production with, uh, 25 less minutes, which is just weird. It could be the so, part-time workers isn't very good, mate. That's all I can think of. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I'm not going to watch it. But for what I have seen, he's quality. Um, you know, little bloke, so he's always going to miss tackles. Maybe that's uh, probably his downfall. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, definitely want to keep an eye on, but not a round one option. So Ruben Garrick, Stu, uh, 639K. So the DPP center wing fullback. Um he averaged 50 in three games in the centers, including four goals per game, except it was against the Titans, the Dolphins, and the Eels. So yeah. the Eels, whilst, whilst they're a good team, they play a really high, expensive type of game, and they want lots of flow. So um, he also bagged a hat-trick in one of those games for 104. So you, you can't put much stock into these because he's scored a 19 against the Eels the next week. So um, who knows what he's going to put up, mate. Well, it it re- really is a lottery, right? Yeah, like yeah. I, I will... I can't even put a projection in. Look, 19 against the Eels and 27 the Dolphins. That 104 is throwing everything out, and the Dolphins were wretched. I was listening on the radio back from Mitch's wedding. Yep. And, yeah, like, they were just shocking. Like, even their radio announcers were basically just like, yeah, sorry, guys, we we have to say what we're currently saying, which is is that... Right? Like, it was just shocking all around. So, I would say that Garrick is, unfortunately, a bit of a bust at centre. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we're sort of assuming Kohler will go back to fullback if there's a problem. So, Garrick's just sort of a void, I think. That's it. I have so, the same price you get Val Holmes, who is a proven gun at centre. So, he's who I will be getting. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, you know, I like Ola Kawatu, but he's barely at value. Um, any others you're interested in, Shu? No. Look, I think for me in the squad... It's uh, Tommy or Bust. I think this is a squad where we'll probably see some value during the year as basically their depth in this squad, as usual, is pretty thin. So probably the last guy we've got to talk about is Ben Travojevic. So I think you've got oh, yeah. him in your one. Oh, yeah. Uh, 250K, uh, 18 break even. So he's got that DPP edge center. So he may get a spot on the edge if Shoes 2 is out round one in Vegas. I'm not too sure. Do you think he'll get that? Uh, I think that if he's out round one in Vegas, it's him or Brad Park. Okay. So he may get the bench spot. Uh, either way, 
I don't think it's a wise decision getting into the Burbo hunt. With 21% ownership, he's barely gotten any opportunity. It would take a real plague for him to actually get opportunity to make it worth it. What I don't understand is that he's barely getting a crack at first grade when he's not playing reserve grade either. So I know he's had some injuries and stuff like that, but he's only got seven reserve grade games for an average of 20 and a half. I mean, he does have a 0.66 PP in the back row, which is solid, but I mean, he just hasn't really shown too much. So for for all the hype, it's a, I don't know. It just feels like there's not enough data to sort of say, yeah, he's definitely a buy. Look, anyone I mean, staying in the second row is probably a buy to a point. But it look the the interesting news right now, and I'm just reading this in front of him, is that he's just linked a th- inked a three year extension. So to stay at the club. So yep, that's of interest. He also uh, just recently. And, and this is, I'm just reading this live as we speak. Um, he and Brooks have just gone ham in the preseason trial, essentially against like the worst of uh, South's team that they could have put on the park, right? No NRL players apart from like Tane Milne. So looking at this, it's Travojevic and uh, Brooks have just slapped them 66 to six or something like that. Okay. So, I mean, look, I know if you get minutes in Sekiro, you're going to put up some sort of scores. My main query is, is he going to even keep any sort of spot? Like, even though he signed an extension, it doesn't mean that you're definitely going to get a regular starting spot. He could start a couple of games to get moved back to the bench. And that's sort of my point is, yes. okay, you're bringing in a guy who may not have any job security. So then you're just like, just wasting more trades for a guy who may not make you any money. That's sure. Look, 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 looking at the reports here, I haven't watched the game yet. I will be. But it looks like Brooks essentially performed really well in this particular game and he was working very well with Burbo on an edge. So I think it's one of those ones where he might kill it and get the spot, but then you've got Schuster on 800 grand kicking rocks, right? Mm. The, the mm. issue is that they might keep Schuster there because just thinking about it long-term, the... um. How long does four and uh, sorry? How long does Cherry Evans have left? Oh, he's what 34, 35 now, 35. isn't he? So that's what I'm saying. They might need to keep Schuster anyway because Cherry Evans' time is limited. So they might move Brooks to the seven, bring Schuster back at six. But geez, that didn't end well. No, it, right. it might not have. But yeah. again, it's one of those ones where, like you know, he's been having a tough yeah. I know time what you're Schuster. saying. So. Mm-mm. Anyway, Trevovich is a guy that you can take a punt on, but you really just need to know that he might be a straight trade out round two and you'd then be really hoping for a cheapie. Like, don't build your entire list to the last dollar based on Ben Trevojevic round one. I think is what I I'm just, trying to say. Yeah, it's just zero job security. No. So, so you might be trading that round two. Yeah. Oh, look, for me, it might be a risk that I might take on my bench, especially if a guy like Nick Kotrick doesn't pan out as that kind of bench cover for us. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll have to wait and see because Nick Kotrick might not even make the starting squad in that squad. So in that, at which point you're in a lot of trouble, right? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You've got, to, you've got to buy two guns in the centers, which is not ideal. No. All right. Um. I think that's just about the end of everyone we want to talk about. So this is the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast, Manly Seagulls preseason preview, signing out. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust Podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.